Hello, business building warrior. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, the podcast that's dedicated to bringing you incredible success stories from students of the Proven Amazon course, which is our flagship training course around here that's helped thousands of people launch incredible businesses on Amazon. Hey, you can see our community talking in a very open, transparent way about their businesses. 74,000 of us hanging out all day, every day in a free Facebook group, people around the world building great businesses online, thanks to our training. It's all at silentgym.com. You'll see our free Facebook group. And today's guests, Mary and Dawn, are a couple of the great students of our community who have not necessarily had the smoothest journey. They've been doing this a long time. They discovered our community well into their e-commerce journey, but now they're loyal, proven Amazon course students. They're in the community. They were at our last live event. They've done everything from selling books to buying bulk lots of slippers that ended up working well, out well, even though they probably shouldn't have done it, scanning barcodes to getting into our replens model, which is what they're doing currently and doing some wholesale. They're getting into branded bundles. You've heard us talking lately about our proven brandedbundles.com course. They're in there and excited, launching some bundles, having some success. They've been through some pretty difficult, intense times of family loss and stress and change the past 18 months or so, but they've been through it as friends. They've done business together. Uh, they've been on the same Amazon account, then they separated into two Amazon accounts while maintaining an incredible friendship. It's just an awesome story. I could have spent two more hours with these guys today, and you're really going to enjoy diving into the lessons they've learned. And they've done everything from had seven-figure year down to taking a bit of a hit and now trying to build back up to that level again with the strategies they're deploying. And again, it's all stuff they've learned from this community, the content that we teach here, and they're doing it with family. They got a little where corner of a warehouse space that they've borrowed from someone else before they moved into a larger space. Just a lot of twists and turns over the years, but they love what they're doing. They're having a blast doing it, and they're definitely in growth mode. So if you enjoy hearing these kinds of stories, people who are real people building real businesses with real struggles, transparently speaking about their numbers and their results, well, we've got hundreds of these episodes you can scroll back in time and listen. I'm very proud of the fact we've got over 700 episodes of this program at this point. Silentgym.com is the website you need if you haven't been there. Maybe you're watching us on YouTube or you're, you're just seeing a clip today of this episode somewhere. Hey, you should go to silentgym.com and check out hundreds of interview episodes with students of the Proven Amazon course and see the results that they're getting. I think you're going to really have your eyes opened by what it is that we do around here and what the possibilities are. If you're considering a business opportunity of any kind, I strongly consider you to have one magic question top of mind that you're asking anyone before you give them any money. And it's this, hey, do you have a community of people who are using your strategies and transparently sharing their successes, their struggles, the results that they're getting, encouraging each other. Where does that community exist? And if they don't have that, run. Do not give them a penny of your money. If they do have it, go meet some of the real people. Look for a podcast. To my knowledge, we're the only ones in e-commerce that has a podcast with hundreds of success stories of students of the stuff we teach around here. That's pretty cool. That sets us apart. We've been doing this 20 years with 10,000 students coached. We're good at what we do. Hey, if you want to have a conversation, before we jump to the 
the content for today, one last thing. If you want to have a conversation with a qualified consultant on our team that can talk to you about your e-commerce and business goals, we'd love to have that conversation with you. It doesn't cost you anything. We're going to leave you better than we found you. I promise we're going to give you some great resources and advice. These are people who've been working with me a long time who are really good at what they do. They've seen a lot of our students succeed over the years, but let's see where you're at. Are you positioned well for a coach? Maybe. Are you positioned well to maybe get into one of our courses? Or is now a better time for you just to focus on our free content, our podcast, our free Facebook group? Let's figure out where you're at, where you're trying to go, and what we can do to help you get there. That's what we are all about around here. And today's just another great example of that with a couple of great students. They requested first name only, so we're going to meet Dawn and Mary here in just a moment as we bring them on the line. And I promised one last announcement, but here's the final one. Here's talk about our conference quite a bit today, both the one that we just had in 2023 and our live conference. We're expecting about 700 people to gather in Orlando, Florida in May of 2024. The Proven Conference is the website you're going to need to go check that out and make plans to join us. We're going to step, discuss that today with Don and Mary as well. All right, let's jump over. Enjoy this story of encouragement and plenty of great tips. Stick around for the end because Don has some incredible tips about how to use the out-of-stock search feature on Amazon to uncover some really great opportunities. It's something we haven't talked about in quite some time around here. Going to really enjoy that content. All right, enjoy this episode. Talk to you on the other side. So Don and Mary, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you guys again. I'm looking yeah. forward to hanging out with you here in your story. So we're going to start with Dawn today, right? And, and let's get into your story, guys. Okay. Yeah. So my first experience selling online was in 2012. I started selling on Etsy and sold there from 2012 to 2016. And Amazon started a handmade division around that time, I don't know exactly when, but they had been contacting or marketing to Etsy sellers to come over to their platform. And uh, they were offering free Seller Central account to come over. So at the time, I was sort of overwhelmed with my Etsy shop. Everything I bought, I had to bring home. The inventory was stored in the basement. It was I shipped everything myself, large items. I made these handmade maps. Um, I would buy some old vintage maps and then I'd put them on wood and get, I would get custom orders for different state maps and even ship some of my maps as far as Russia and Japan. So it was really cool. Wow, that's great. I, and for those who are listening, I see is that your work behind you there. It's like, it looks like it's cut into four sections and yeah. a map and you, you mounted it to wood. I imagine you yep. put some kind of surface protective coat over it kind of thing, right? Sure, I can't yeah. tell from here, but yep. that's just beautiful. Okay. so you, it. Yeah. You make those on that? Are you still making those? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a really, that was a tough business to scale. Sure. And I made a lot of different varieties. And that was one of the um, instances where Mary came into the story. I was overwhelmed 2015 and she had the idea to outsource some of the things her husband, the craftsman. And so her and her husband helped outsource some of my maps. So then we were, I was selling them. They were making some of them. My husband and I were making some of them. But still, it, it was it was a tough business to scale when only you, you know, it takes time to perfect 
the craft, I guess. Yeah. So making one fairly complex, detailed piece of art at a time in a price competitive network where people have a lot of options. I imagine it'd be tricky. What were you selling them for? Just curious. Like, give me a ballpark. Our price at the, I mean, I kept stepping up the price and they kept selling and I needed to kind of slow myself down. So it was about 250 was the, my tapped out at $250. Yeah. That's kind of the sweet spot where you could still make consistent sales. Yes. But, but even at that, it just wasn't, like you said, it wasn't scalable. I've known so many people who've gone down that road, truly talented, gifted artists with, you know, creating great stuff, but just the time, you know, the yeah. materials and the shipping, you know, these things are shipping, shipping. significant size in some cases, right? And like, whoa, yeah. there goes our margin, right? Right. Start to finish, it was about six hours of work. So, yeah. So that was, um, that was my introduction to Amazon really was the handmade division. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, I'll sell my maps FBA. <laughs> so realizing that was not a good fit. These things were quite heavy. So, yeah. um, so your homemade, well, what, you were sending them in FBA a handful. No, we never, we never did. We did. Okay. Send, so we did, she thought we were going to be able to not realizing, okay, how big they were and all that, but the fee. Yeah. Were, this is size. It did not and, work well. The right. shape of the shipping expenses. Yeah, right. Because you would have had to charge $500 to make a profit kind of thing, right? right? And right. people so, wouldn't and pay that. we did that. sell a few, I think. Yeah, we did yeah. sell a few. About $400. Yeah. yeah, the fees are way higher on Amazon. Right. So that was our start. And then Don said to me, I think there's more to this Amazon. Why don't you, you know, we need to start digging into this. So we both then, uh, besides the maps, we, you know, started learning stuff. And going into stores and just scanning, you know, with our phones and uh, hitting the used book sales and things like that and just learning and slowly like, oh, this is fun. This is easy. Look at else you can do. And this is way easier than making a map. So right. uh, you can talk a little about your how you found Jim. Yeah, because I, I knew that it was it was deep. There was so much to learn. So I did Google courses and something to help and there's flashy and overpriced courses out there and it just didn't resonate with me. And so I kept looking. I came across your book actually. It was free on Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. So I downloaded it and I remember none of the links worked inside the Kindle book. You have all these links to different success stories and but it didn't, but that was okay because it brought me to the computer. And then I just Googled your name. And then I started looking at your content. And it was just a genuine sincerity. You had your Christian values out on display, and it just was a good price. So many things just kind of was like, yep. It, it resonated. It. Yeah, absolutely. What? We either scare people away with that transparency <laughs> or they say, okay, yeah, I, I like how they do things around here. And and the fact that we've lasted 20 years at this point, I'm like, hey, there's some evidence that what we've got is working because right. I look around the landscape of e-commerce trainers and coaches and courses and all that. And most of them are come and go in a two or three years tops. And so to be doing this for 20 years and speaking of that book being free, it's it still is free. I probably mentioned it in the introduction as well, but you can text the word free to the phone number 507-800-0090. We'll send you the free version, the latest copy. Because the one you had is probably a version or two ago. 
we're not even selling on Amazon anymore because Amazon won't tell us who bought the book. So we're like, hey, let's just sell it on our own website and let's just give it away. And Amazon won't let us collect the the contact information of our readers. So hey, we just moved it off Amazon. Yeah, that's so cool that you jumped in our community that way and and uh, with the book and just using Google and kind of finding us. That's awesome. So how's it gone since then? And keep the story rolling. I just uh, just wanted to throw that out there in case anyone's thinking, hey, I want a free copy of the book. Yeah. No, that, that I, we started listening to the podcast because I think you started that about 2016 or mm-hmm, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just past 700 plus episodes. Can't believe it. I never intended for it to go this long, but here we are. And it's still going great. Great guests like you guys. Plenty of stories to tell in the community. And it was so inspiring to hear people like, we can do this. I mean, people are quitting their corporate jobs. And, you know, I had been in the corporate world had a business degree, but wanted to stay home with my kids and wanted to make it work. So we kept consuming content and just shopping and learning as we went and just kind of having fun together. And then um, Dawn had had some success. She had sold the item and then went to the manufacturer. We ended up buying about $6,000 worth of overstock slippers. (laughs) Wow. And 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 that's what started us. Then we started business together probably went a little too deep not really knowing what we were doing but it was they were a good price we ended up selling them all it took about two years but so that's what got us together we pulled our money and then decided we're going to do this thing so that was one of the first things we look back now and laugh about it and we started some of our own private bundles early on too we knew a friend was a manufacturer so we had some things so Back then, it was a little easier to just jump into that kind of stuff um, sure. and create things. But that's where we started and then always doing the RA, and that uh, really took off, the replens. And so that became the bigger part of our business. And then we were doing it out of our homes. And so when, would, uh, when would this have been? When did the, the slipper thing, is that uh, 2017. 2017, okay. Yeah, early 2017. Not the time to sell slippers, but they sold great at Q4. <laughs> yeah, sure. It sounds like you kind of you kind of dodged some potential challenges and issues there. We yeah. don't encourage that, by the way. But you guys, oh. it's it's harder to get away with now than it used to be. Let's put it that way. With you know right. brands tracking and making sure your you know IP complaints and all of that. Yeah, it's it, replens is the is the lower hanging fruit that we really encourage for new sellers. You even said you did a little bit of books. That's not a bad place to play, but it's hard to scale. And you've got to store the books yourself now. Uh, if you're smart, you can't send thousands of books to Amazon. They're going to kill you with storage fees. Yes. But, um, yeah. So replens is really, that's where we tell people to start. It sounds like you guys kind of started drifting into that pretty early on from what you're saying so far on the timeline. And that's what really sustained us and kept the cash flow going, mm. I guess, and got us excited about it. So when did we get the warehouse? We had rented a small little corner of my cousin's warehouse. It was, he had a big 10,000, 20,000. I don't even know. It was big. And he gave us, I think about 450 square feet in a little corner, yeah. but it was perfect because we could get deliveries from, you know, you need a lift gate. Well, they got it. Doc. Right. So that was really pivotal for our business to get that warehouse. And that's when we started uh, getting more wholesalers and looking at doing some of the, the wholesale game. Yeah. Gotcha. So you moved it out of your house. You got away from maps and random 
bulk lots of slippers and books and went all in with some of you guys now all wholesale, would you say predominantly? 90%, I would say. Yeah. This is also when we hired some of our nieces as two daughters and daughters. Yeah. To work part time in this warehouse. So then we weren't doing as many shipments. And so we could spend a little more time on sourcing. So that was another reason that we grew during that time too. And that was what, 2019? Yeah. We, or so we got to work. So then we really th- were able to ramp stuff up. And then going to wholesale also was a big, you know, a skid could come in and just gave us more inventory and an easier. So we did like switching to wholesale. It wasn't as much of a hustle, I guess. Yeah, sure. Your your building systems find kind of finding what works for you and learning the lessons of the past as you go. I love the trajectory of the story. At, at what point were you guys profitable? Would you say in this journey where you're like, okay, there's there's some money that we can do something with here. I take it the maps really never got there. No, we didn't pay ourselves for almost two years. I mean, we started together in 2017, and we just kept putting it back. In- we could have taken a little out, but I think two years before we actually started paying ourselves. Would you say? I say fun. <laughs> oh, with one? I don't know. I, yeah. But we just put all the money back into buying right. more inventory. Yeah. And that was almost more fun for sure. us. <laughs> like, sure. um, wait, you're going to pay me, but I just want to go shopping and I can flip this. And yeah. Right. I, I, I want the money to keep growing. Yeah. If I take it out of the system, it, it, that's less money growing this system. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes sense to me. But then, yeah, after the warehouse and we were able to scale, then we really, we were quite profitable for a while. And then 2020, of course, we, all of our wholesalers were grocery wholesalers. So Mm -hmm. during that period, like, yeah, our eyes were opened to what we could, what this could become. We were, we were very, um, conservative in our ordering, I feel like. But then 2020 hit and the, the demand just skyrocketed and it was like, wow, there's a market out there that can sustain this. So it made us a little braver, I think. Gotcha. So a million in sales in 2021, I think. Right? 2021 was your first seven figure yeah. year, which congratulations. I heard a statistic recently that over 90% of businesses of any type will ever see a million dollar year. Less than nine less than ninety percent. I'm sorry. Fewer than ten percent will ever see a million dollar year. Meaning okay. you're in the extreme minority having had a seven figure year in any kind of business. So congratulations. That's a really big deal. And we've yeah, got a lot of those stories in our community and I'm proud of that. I love seeing all the all the great stories. But that's it and some people's jaws probably just dropped like, whoa, okay, wait, I thought we were talking a few hundred dollars a week here. Okay. Like, a seven figure business. You're employing family using family's warehouse and, you know, at a 400 square foot, you build a seven figure business. That's phenomenal. How many ASINs are you guys selling against at that point? Oh, approximately. Probably 500. Using a replans strategy, like we teach in the proven Amazon course, yeah. like you're looking at Keepa and you're making sure you're making good inventory decisions. You're not going in super deep, you know, you're not going all slippers on this stuff. You're going just like, Hey, we'll buy enough okay. to get through a month yeah. at a time. And maybe even being yeah. a little conservative, like Dawn said, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, let's continue your story forward. You know, we're a couple of years ago at this point with your story. So what's happened since? Well, I know 
you know, at first we were just having fun. We didn't even know where we were going or what the potential was. So this was, and then the million was a good, you know, that was, we were really excited about that and wanted to continue that. 2021 or 2022 was, well, what the end of 21 and 22, personally, we had some big things happen. Well, we had suspended. Oh, yeah. That too. So that kind of, it's almost like, yeah, things just kind of started going in a direction that we didn't see coming. But we we did get our account back ourselves. I think it was six plan of actions. We did get help from Scott Margolis just chatting back and forth. We didn't actually um, have him work the account, but he was in the Legends group. And so he did give us some tips. So that was great. And we got the account back. And then but that was a wake-up call for us that we need to start. We need to grow up, you know, and not just have fun. But we had missed some IP complaints that we just kind of ignored, hoping they'd go mm-hmm. away, not realizing, hey, we need to deal with these. So Right. And how long were you guys suspended then? 37 days. <laughs> exactly. And how many hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's enough to be stressed out for sure. Yeah. We had all this inventory that we had ordered and it was still coming into the warehouse and mm-hmm. and they're holding funds and yeah it, it was yeah quite i mean just having heard you know a couple hundred of these kinds of stories and having coached thousands having tens of thousands of people who have bought our courses and content i've yet to hear of more than just a tiny handful of true permanent suspensions but yeah. every single time it does happen to someone it's easy to slip into that dark place thinking, well, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be that one. I'm that one that's never it's never gonna come back. And it does, it's inevitable. Amazon doesn't like tossing out good people. It's just a slow grinding system sometimes to get back into the game. Uh, and I think they like to make sure you learned your lesson sometimes in a kind of almost a dark humor kind of way. But people get back every time. If with determination, and as long as you weren't like blatantly selling counterfeit stuff and ripping customers off, and you know, I've seen right. stories of people like claiming they've got you know fifty TVs in their warehouse and selling them merchant fulfill, and then not shipping any of them. Right, like that guy's not coming back. But oops, we missed some IP complaints, kind of stuff. Yeah, you're going to be back, but it doesn't mean it that it's easy or that. You know, it doesn't cause a lot of stress when it happens. But I like sharing these stories with people. Hey, these things can happen. But the good news is, thankfully, 99 point whatever percent at the time, it's back within you know a few days, typically a few weeks is unusual. A couple months sometimes we've seen, but that's pretty rare. So you guys are kind of in the kind of towards the the long tail of experiences that I've heard of, you know, being almost 40 days. Like that's a pretty good hold. And we maybe would have gotten help and paid for help a little sooner now looking back, but it Oh sure. And you mentioned you just kind of you kind of went through you you submitted to several plans of action without really hiring somebody. Because sometimes when you hire someone, you know, we got some lawyers around. You mentioned Scott, who's really good, but they can't say it publicly, but they can do some things that typically the you know civilians can't necessarily pull off, let's just say. Um, and I don't know what those tricks of the trade are, but I just know that when people hire pros, it tends to work more often than not if it's if it's someone with a good reputation. So you're probably right. You probably could have cut a couple of weeks off of the time, if not more, uh, going that route. But congrats on sticking with it, not just throwing in the towel. So glad you guys hung in there. Yeah. yeah. What time of the year was that? That is spring. Yeah. Spring. Yeah. 
if you had to pick a time, that's not a bad thing. You just don't want it during Q4, ideally. Right. Yeah, because if you have a warehouse and, you know, yeah, there was just some things that wasn't great. So, Well, I'm glad you guys got through that. Yeah. So how did that impact your your year? Do numbers drop a little bit? It did. I know our goal was to do 1.6, I think, and we didn't hit that. So, right. but, so it did impact our sales. And then we also kind of restructured. I hadn't had my own account yet, but just kind of um, not knowing much of it. So I kind of revived that and we kind of decided to kind of divide and conquer a little bit more than keeping all our eggs in one basket. Yeah. So, Cool. Okay. I love that. I didn't know that about you guys. So you got your own account wrapped up, Mary. So yes. before then it was one account. Yes. After yes. you got unsuspended on, was the account primarily in Dawn's name or in both your names? It was in Dawn's. And yeah. we still worked on that primary one. Right. But oh, now you have a backup. I also opened, a, I also had my son's account who he in 2018 had tried his hand at Amazon. He opened an account. It wasn't for him. And so it just sat there. So in 2021, when this happened, just to try to get some of our inventory selling, we both kind of bought the main business inventory and sold it on separate accounts. And um, it worked to keep some of the cash flow going. Right. But when everything got back up and running, now we have three accounts that were running when we really were putting all of our energies into this one account and it uh, got kind of complicated. Yeah. yeah. What kind of challenges did that present? I mean, now we're like, okay, which, which account does this shipment belong to? You know, which code, which which uh, FN SKUs are we printing out today for which products, right? I can see where that would get a little convoluted. Did you run it all over the same internet connection and IP and all that? Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I've heard for several years now, that's perfectly fine. Used to be like, oh, you never want to let somebody log into their Amazon account at your home address if you've got an Amazon account. I just, I haven't heard problems with that in a very, very long time. Oh, and we had gotten permission. I mean, I right. have the case log still in my right. files so that if, if something should happen, that 2018 account, we did have permission to get that. So yeah, but we had one warehouse, three accounts and yeah, it got really complicated and the main account sales started to dwindle. So all three accounts together, we still had great numbers, but it came to the point where we didn't know where to focus. Yeah. And some things started happening in 2022. Life stuff started happening. Um, my brother-in-law, my sister and I, we married brothers. And my brother-in-law died in 2022, April of cancer. Wow. And so okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So yeah, that just upended our lives. Of yeah. Nothing seemed to matter, you know? So yeah, I, know. Uh, yeah. I can relate to that feeling is the, is yeah. the grieving process. And, and you got business partners who are still trying to hold down the fort and that's where you yeah. need team, but it does create interesting complications. I imagine kudos to you guys for managing that process. Uh, yeah. And it was good to have a team because, uh, and then, but it just so happened that my in-laws both passed away as well in 2022. My mother-in-law, in December and my father-in-law in March. So, and then we ended up buying their house. So we moved in the summer of 22. <laughs> so all this was going on. So we were usually, you know, one would go on vacation and we'd hold or be busy and we, the other one would pick up the slack and now, okay, wait, we both, <laughs> <laughs> bottoms are dropping out here. So at the same time, 
Yeah, yeah. they're overlapping. Wow, you guys, that's crazy. So it's step you, back a little bit. That's yeah. that's that's part of the reason. I mean, I could probably list 30 reasons, but part of the reason I call anyone who owns a business a warrior is because the customers don't care. The bills don't care. Someone has to do the work. Someone has to pay the mortgage. Someone has to keep the lights on. Someone has to make sure we meet payroll, even if fill in the blank, you know, tragedy and life circumstances and sicknesses. Like you, you keep performing or you've got to figure out a backup plan to perform. That takes a warrior's mentality. And even when life punches you in the gut, you've you got to figure it out anyway. You don't have the luxury of just curling up in a little ball or you, or you lose everything. And so do a lot of other people. Yeah. Right. And that, that has been some of the pros and cons of the partnership is that we could pick up the slack for each other. And if someone was going through a hard time, you, I got this. Don't worry about it. You know, I got this. But then there's also the guilt then that you have that's not put on there by your partner. She doesn't right. feel that way, but sure. you put it on yourself that you can't be there as much as you think you should. Yeah. So it was things like that that just kind yeah. of. You, you sound a bit type A when you're saying that, Dawn, because some people would be like, hey, I'd be fine letting my friend take care of me if I if I just lost my family member, right? But so of us are like, I, I just, anytime anyone has to do something for me because I'm incapacitated in some way, I'm like, oh, I, I don't want, I don't want to have to be in this position. I, I don't, I want to be contributing. Like, I, it's just, it pulls me back. There's certain personalities that are perfectly fine with that, however. <laughs> it's more a personality type than it is a flaw, right? It's just, uh, but yeah, there's, I mean, we all have those seasons of life where we just got to be surrounded with people that love us and take care of us, even us type A driven people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So that, that opened our eyes. Right. To some, we needed to make some changes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I imagine it strengthened the friendship and the relationship on the other side, you know, getting through a storm like that. Would you guys say you're in a stronger position now, or you're just relationally and strategy-wise, having gone through this that season? That maybe you're still in it, but you know, talk to that for a minute because I love this very real like businesses relationships. Yeah, mm -hmm. you guys obviously have a strong one. We do. We we didn't say much about where we how we met each other, but it went back to sixth grade. We were ended up riding the bus together, so we've been friends through high school. Into you know, I don't know. Had a lot of fun together in high school, <laughs> so we've been and know each other. So I do think that's important. It there are ups and downs in a business partnership, so there's give and take, and you have to. I don't know. I would. I was just going to say one thing that we didn't talk about at those very beginning meetings that I would recommend is an exit plan. We yes. never really put it on paper and said one, two, three, but like. If this happens, then this. And so we're kind of in the middle of that right now, trying to navigate an exit plan. Yep. And so I would, if I could go back, we would do that a little differently. Yeah. And, you know, because now's the time to do it. When things get rough, it's kind of too late. Then it's a battle and you can break things and that don't yeah. need to be broken. And, you know, Dave Ramsey says the only ship that won't sail is a partnership. And I understand that. And then another mentor of mine, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, says, you can't do business alone. You need people that you can lean right. on and rely on and partners who complement your weaknesses, ideally. Yes. So a strategic partnership, as I've matured, is a good thing. But even really good people, childhood friends, can do something stupid. 
<laughs> like, wow, okay, you're getting a divorce? Whoa, what are we going to do now? Or, okay, your spouse is sick and you just ask for two years off. Like, I love you, but I don't know that I can carry the weight of this business. So having contingencies for what ifs and thinking it through with, you know, typically it involves getting a lawyer involved and like, oh no, we're friends. We don't need a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, you kind of do because they can ask all those good what if questions, put a plan in place. You know, here's what it looks like. Here's how we exit. Here's who gets what. Here's in charge of what. And the, the one arrangement I have that kind of mirrors some of this that we set up in a very smart way, and I won't go into the details, but he was paid hourly. You know, this is before my e-commerce thing was even happening, but we were, we were working on some houses together and he was just paid hourly. It was my business. Had it gone big, we were going to share it. But if it never really went big, it was my business and he was paid hourly. We call ourselves partners, right? That was a good way to do it. Nice, easy exit. Someone's getting paid hourly. They can walk away anytime. One of you owns it. Not a bad arrangement. But with this whole 50-50 thing, there's a lot of things, a lot of ways that thing can go wrong. And uh, it's not necessarily just a relational thing, a friendship thing. It can be all kinds of other people around you that you know, throw some chaos into it and make it interesting. So I'm glad you guys brought that up because I didn't want to beat you up for something that's obviously working, but that would be the one challenge I would have for kind of the way you guys are doing it is what's the exit plan? What's How are, how are these assets divided up if and when that point in time comes where it's necessary yeah. for whatever reason? And there is something about working on the same account that was motivating. I do have to say, when you work with someone who else who is also selling on Amazon, it's different when you can't see the actual ASINs and the numbers. But when I would see she would buy something or something would hit the buy box and she she had a success, it it sort of instigated this competitive spirit that it's like, well, yeah. I want to find something now. And so we, we sort of fed off that. Yeah. We would have never grown the way we did. We right. don't think. Right. It would have been as successful if we did it on our own. So yeah. that's what I mean about pros and cons. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Totally good. No. yeah. So you guys are separate accounts now, to be clear. We are. Inventory. Yeah. What's the inventory overlap now, would you say? Like what percentage of your ASINs are the same on both accounts that you're selling against? No, we don't sell the same. Right. We are under the impression that Amazon is not allowing, because these two accounts, so the joint account Mary took, and then I'm working my own account that I had opened in 2018. So it's still the same IP. I don't know how that all works exactly. Yeah. You don't want to risk selling the same ASIN right. on two accounts that Amazon perceives as having the same owner because that is a policy violation. Yes. Very smart. Yeah. There's okay. a great lesson there in that. I love this story. For those who've kind of followed the, the trajectory listening to this, you asked Amazon permission to open up a second account and then you kind of split the two. But from Amazon's perception, they're still under potentially the same ownership roof, so to speak. And they don't let you open up a second account to create the perception of having multiple sellers on an ASIN, right? They don't want two sellers. They don't want one seller owning two accounts selling the same inventory. So you're avoiding the appearance of that. Exactly. Yeah. By having yeah. separate ASINs entirely. Yes. Right. That's, that's great. Very smart. Possibly not 100% necessary, but... Very precautiously wise and advisable. And if if you guys had asked me before you set it up how you should do it, that's definitely what I would have said is, yeah, you want to avoid the appearance of selling the same stuff, guys. Uh, you know, keep those ASIN lists separate, but be inspired by them, right? 
I love it. That's the best kind of arrangement. You guys have kind of drifted. I love this, the drift of your story where you've kind of drifted into some slightly tenuous water, figured out a lesson and drifted away in a responsible way. Lots of good lessons here. You guys should write a book. (laughs) And so we always also liked every part of the business, like finding our own ASINs. So we never divided the um, duties. The duties maybe like we should, but I go find a wholesaler and she'd find a wholesaler. You know, I'm going to source this store, she'd source that. So so we kind of do just naturally at our own, like our own wholesalers and our own ASINs that we, you know, babied and, you know, took care of um and um so well yeah, where, where are the accounts where are the accounts out now how many asins do you guys each have what are your numbers looking like and you know to talk me through get us caught up to speed a little bit and we'll dive into maybe some lessons and some specific strategies for the listeners after that yeah well i am in 2021 amazon the whole landscape seemed to change and then everything that happened with our families in 2022. So, you know, we are definitely trying to get back with the numbers. And 2023, summer wasn't great, um, (laughs) to be honest. I think that we're probably going to do 30,000 in September on my account. So, and that's about where you're at. So, yeah. So if we were still on the same account, we feel like, wow, we would be killing it. We'd be doing great. Yeah. But now that we're on separate accounts, it's a little disheartening to see such, I call them smaller numbers. But, you know, we had over the last six years really gotten our numbers up there and it was motivating. So we do feel like we're kind of starting at a kind of two steps back. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that that's the journey. You know, we. You can't beat yourself up for the circumstances that are out of your your control. The fact that you've sustained profitable businesses and relationships and your trajectory is great. You know, you're allowed to have hiccups. You're allowed to have dips. You know, that's that's the reality of how business works. Very rarely is the trajectory of any business just up each quarter for eight years in a row. No, stuff happens. Life and challenges and circumstances and the rules of the game change. And but the beautiful part about Amazon is there's more shoppers than ever. And that'll be a true statement tomorrow. And that'll be a true statement from all forecasts that are reasonable, in my opinion, a year from now, even more shoppers. There's no end in sight to this thing. So the skill set you guys have developed is going to continue to serve you well. And you mentioned even you toyed around with bundles a little bit. Like that's a yeah. huge opportunity. And maybe even launching your own private label products at some point, you're more than qualified to start investigating that angle as well, based on so how long you've been doing this. We each are grand registered. Yeah. And we've been building bundles, like we have 20, 30 bundles each. So yeah. that's the other we kind of step. I mean, that takes a little bit to kind of change direction mm-hmm. and now focus on that too. So in building up those bundles. So yeah, it'll be, it takes away from time. You could be doing other things. You have to step off right. the hamster wheel a little bit to try to build okay. something new, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's been some good content that we've, at the conference with Leanna and Nathan's presentation. And I just laugh when I think about some of these presenters, if they knew how many times we go back and watch their presentation yeah. and listen to the, every word they say, we just uh, really appreciate the hard work that they put into their presentations and just really giving us all the answers. 
you know, it, the conference was um, very profitable as far as that goes. Hey, we'll get back to the program in just a second, but I've got to tell you about the great sponsor today, Seller Board. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Spell it out. Silentgym.com slash N-U-M-B-E-R-S numbers. You're going to see a link to the tool that has become quickly the preferred tool in our community for helping you track your numbers, helping you know which of your ASINs are making a profit and which ones you should walk away from at least temporarily, because you're not making any money. It can be fairly tricky to know and dial in all the Amazon fees and all the expenses. Well, that's what Sellerboard helps you do, among a whole bunch of other things. It's a great tool that's become a great sponsor of this community. We've helped send a lot of very happy users their way. They've got a great discount for you as well. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers and check out Sellerboard. You're going to love what these guys are up to. It just keeps getting better and better. And their starting prices are so ridiculously low. It becomes a bit of a no-brainer. Go check it out. That's Sellerboard at silentgym.com slash numbers. Let's get back to the show. I just laugh when I think about some of these presenters, if they knew how many times we go back and watch their presentation and listen to the every word they say, we just uh, really appreciate the hard work that they put into their presentations and just really giving us all the answers. You know, the conference was um, very profitable as far as that goes. Outstanding. Yeah. You guys are talking about the Proven Conference. We've we've got the, the May event coming up 2024 theprovenconference.com is the website. And you guys mentioned before we hit record today, you've got tickets, you're hoping to come, but it's a, it's kind of a busy, crazy month for you, which I think as business building warriors, every month is crazy busy. Just there's no month on the calendar where everyone would go, oh yeah, that's a great month, guys. Good pick. <laughs> it's crazy, but hope to see you guys at that event as well, but appreciate the feedback. Yeah, it was, it was our biggest and best yet. More breakout. We had over 40 breakout rooms and sessions. That's hard for me to fathom. When we first started doing this, like two days, one stage, eight or nine people presenting was overwhelming. And now we got 40. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's yeah. incredible. And I haven't even been through all the content yet. I did listen to the the one that you're talking about where Leanna and Nathan went over our proven branded bundles. Actually, that yeah. just launched. Are you guys part of that class? Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Provenbrandedbundles.com. If people are listening to this later, you can jump in a little late and still get all the recordings, but going in deep on branded bundles. Yeah, we're super excited about that. And I'm glad you guys are toying around with that. You're very well positioned for it. And while we were at Amazon Accelerate here just last week, as I'm recording this at Amazon's headquarters, we spent a lot of time talking to the different departments that could potentially have input on our branded branded bundle strategy and got the sign off AOK green check mark across the board that, yep, you guys are doing it right. That's what we want to see. So we're very excited. And actually, even I interviewed while we were there, one of the featured Amazon seller success stories, one of their handpicked success stories that they featured at the event was someone doing the strategies the way we teach it with a seven-figure business. Great, great interview. So you guys will hear that soon. I uh, can't wait to publish it. It'll probably be published a little bit before your episode comes out. So just scroll back in time if for the listeners hearing this episode and you'll see it. Interview with um, Kim Shanahan was her name. Yeah. And she's got, she, she makes gift baskets with recognized brands. None of the brands are hers. And a cool part of her story is that she uses all special needs employees. One of her, wow. one of her workers is a guy who's legally blind, 100% wow. can't see. 
but they've got a process in place. And he, he, she said, he's my most precise bundler on the team. <laughs> Just gets it all in there, gets it right, gets it perfect, moves on. Because oh. you can all by feel the different components. Yeah. Right? Isn't that cool? That is yeah. great. That's really a great interview with her. She, we're looking at, we're trying to recruit her onto the team a little bit. We, we got to know her really well at the event, hung out with her a little bit, but yeah, so that's a great path to go down. Provedbrandedbundles.com. I'm so glad you guys are in there with us on that as well. Yeah. And you guys are going to do great. I mean, you're, you're looking at your numbers, like, you know, you said about 70 combined, 75, something like that. That's a beautiful business. Right? How? What are your What are your net margins approximately? Once you know, before you pay yourself, like what What's the net margins looking like? This is where full transparency. When we mention numbers, I like to give a little bit of a peek into the reality of how profitable this is and can be. And that's a confusing thing to me in a way because I never know. If, so I'm about eight percent. Okay, about eight percent. And our we have a bigger warehouse now, and we would like so that's we have a little more overhead than we need, but. I'm still good with that. So it's kind of a luxury and we plan on growing and using the warehouse to more. So, so you've taken on some new expenses. Correct. Right. Still profitable, yeah. not as profitable as you'd like to be, but that's because you're scaling right now, right? Very and good. You got a beautiful trajectory. You know all the basics. The future is bright. You're in a great place. You're in a great community to be making these things happen. How many hours a week are you guys putting in on it? Oh, <laughs> I do about 24 hours a week. Yeah. So, Similar. Um, yeah, kids yeah. go to school and, you know, you've got a chunk of your day there. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it kind of is a little bit of working on the business, but it's a little bit of learning. And that was something that I think Mike Brown, is that his name? The Death Wish Coffee Guy? He yeah. Yeah. I was just texting him yesterday. I got to connect with him again, okay. by the way. Yeah. He had said something about the conference that, Pick three things, and when you go home, do it. You know, just mm -hmm. do those three things. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like learning has kind of been on the back burner for us just because you get busy just sourcing or doing the fun stuff, and you kind of forget. So grow. And yeah, so I thought that was a, a good bit of advice that he had there. So trying to kind of balance my day with learning a little bit but then working on the business. So yeah. yeah. And I've I've found the most stability in committing a larger than comfortable segment of my day to learning. Okay. And automating and getting stuff off my desk to where I'm doing only the things that only I can do. That's where the most stability is for me. And then I'm making a little tweaks, a little adjustments to the system that's been built while I rely on other good people to run those profitable systems. That's the stability I've kind of settled into is, you know, basically the first half of my day is learning and growing and working on the business. And then right. stuff like this, you know, recording this podcast episode, you know, that I'm not the only one that could be doing it, but I really like doing it. And since I'm more, one of the more recognized leaders on the team around here, it makes sense for me to do it. Uh, you know, if it, when I'm the guest, or excuse me, when I'm the host, we tend to get more listens. It's just like, it, it, it makes sense if we bring someone in that no one recognizes, it's not going to have quite the same, you know, and we need to over time, you know, just strategically for us, we've been bringing in other leaders. And my vision for this podcast even is people have no idea whose podcast it really is. It's, it's the leaders of this community and I'm not even needed anymore. But right now that's not the case, but we'll get there. Uh, then my schedule is even freer. 
And there's, right. you know, I'm always eliminating things. If I'm the only one that can do something, I'm thinking to myself, why is it that I'm the only one that could do this? I need to get other people in here. I may not always be available. So I need to build a system that doesn't rely on me to be right. present for it to operate. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's good, healthy thinking, Dawn, to, to be thinking, okay, how can I spend some time working on my business instead of in the nuts and bolts details of it being just, you know, yeah. potentially missing opportunities? Yeah. Right. Well, did you guys have any uh, any questions for me or anything on your list, of, like lessons for the listeners today? You guys have been in e-commerce for quite some time. Uh, there's there's not a lot of us that can say, yeah, I got, you know, decade of experience in this thing, right? Like, you know, you guys have been doing this a while. Right. And yeah, it still feels like we're just starting. We're just, there's right? so much work and there's so much potential. I feel the same way. Change. It keeps changing. Right. So be willing to pivot. And what worked last year might not work this year, but you've learned so much and grown and you're now, you know, you're a different person and able to handle those challenges. So, yeah. Right. Well, besides bundles, is there anything else on the horizon for you guys? You're, you're doing some wholesale, looking at bundles, anything else on the horizon or anything else that you guys are considering working on? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm thinking of going back to Etsy with um, my bundles. Because why not? If Amazon will fulfill that for me, then I can send it into Amazon and sell it on both marketplaces. So that's absolutely. I'm working to get back. I haven't been on Etsy now for a year, so I'm sure it's changed quite a bit with their search engines and things like that. So, yeah, we've got some great Etsy pros on the team around here too, as well. They can Good. help you out strategically there, the keyword research and that sort of thing. But yeah, okay. fantastic. Yeah, and even Pinterest. Right. Before we get off the learning, just for a second, I do have a question. And yeah. if you don't want to answer, it's okay. But I just wondered, what were the last two podcasts that you listened to? Like, if you pulled up your phone right now, what were the last two podcasts? Yeah. What an interesting question. <laughs> I what Jim listen to? Yeah. I love it. No, I, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now because I got a good handful that I follow. So let me just pop on here. I love, okay, there's a pastor named Robert Morris and he uh, out of Texas and he wrote one of my favorite business books called uh, Blessed, The Blessed Life. And he, he, that's the story of how he's given away every penny he had multiple times in his life, sold his house, sold his cars, emptied his bank account and just gave it all to God and then waited to see what God would do next. And that's the story of that journey. And he's, I love his, his teaching style. So I listen to his podcast quite a bit. And then another one's called, I listen to this one almost every day because it's a daily podcast. I'm going to give you three. Uh, it's called Wall Builders uh, with David Barton, Wall Builders. And it's, I love studying American history, the foundational, you know, who were those guys that founded America and what was their belief system and studying the constitution. Like, I'm really into that stuff. So I listen to that. And then Probably my favorite podcast is the guy that we're going to have as our keynote speaker in May at the Proven Conference. His name is Rabbi Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and people hear me talking about something. He's only his podcast only comes about once a week, but so it's not one of the two that I've listened to most recently, only because it's not a Friday or Saturday as we're recording this. Otherwise, it would be because as soon as it comes out, I don't think I've ever missed one of his episodes. He's got a great podcast. And there's a handful of other I, I tend to check in on, but yeah, that's that's what's up at the top of my list that uh, I really don't 
Miss. And you know, one that's that's kind of on my radar right now that I'm enjoying. A lot of people don't realize I'm going to give you four episodes, four podcasts. Uh, is Dave Ramsey. I don't really listen to his radio show. I call that the rice and beans content. People are like, hey, I've got 14 credit cards and I'm $82,000 in debt. And I got a job making $14 an hour and I'm delivering pizza. Like, what should I do, Dave? Like, I can't listen to that all day. That's his radio show. But his entrepreneurial training content where he says, hey, are you a small business owner? We've got some very practical tips and strategies. He's got a, a pretty good book called Entree Leadership that's out there. You can go read it. Very practical stuff. One of the tips from that book is like when you're hiring somebody, do everything you can to meet the spouse. Because oh. he, he says, if they're married to crazy, they're crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just real practical, you know, stuff oh. only your grandpa could get away with saying kind of advice, right? And he's got a podcast as well that I, I don't catch all of them, but uh, I'll catch, you know, one occasional couple times a month. I'll find myself listening to that. But yeah, from a business angle specifically, that's kind of, you know, that's the... That's the core of what I listen to podcast-wise. Yeah, great question. How about you guys? Any recommendations for me? Or even good books? I like to hear like a, a good book that you've read lately that's helped you in your business or life uh, or podcasts. I love that question, by the way, Dawn. Good question. Book I'm reading right now is uh, actually, you did a podcast on it not that long ago, but it's The Emigrant Edge by Brian. Oh, you Were you reading it already or did I talk I, you into it? I, it was, I'm listening to it. I was listening to it on Audible. But I listen to his podcast. Um, my husband's a contractor and he's kind of in the real estate world. So we listen to a lot of that content as well. So Brian Buffini, it's a good life. I listen to that podcast quite a bit. And another regular is Alistair Begg. I haven't heard uh, of Alistair. Alistair Begg. It's, uh, he's a minister in Georgia, I think. So, and then. Yeah, I don't want to take too much of your. No, here. I I love it, and and readers are sorry. I could say readers, listeners always appreciate too. Like very proud, like oh, I've never heard of that. I'm gonna go check that out. Oh, You'll be true. surprised. You'll have people come up to you at the event and say, "Hey, remember that you talked about that Alistair guy? I love him. I actually visited their church. I, thanks for the recommendation, right? I mean, this yeah. is this is time well spent. And you know, I never miss a silent sales machine. No, I know. Podcast. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> tell your friends, silentgym.com. Appreciate that. Yeah, that one is on my regular rotation too. So, you know, I just like to hear what other people are consuming just for growth. And yeah, I love it. That's cool. Well, how about you, Mary? Anything on your list you want to drop out there? Atomic Habits, I really liked. And then, great book. Uh, yeah. I think Mel Robbins was it the five second rule. Listen to was that about making decisions based on instincts rather yeah. than overthinking them? Yeah. Backwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Them. I read that. It's been out a while. That what's that book's at least 10 years old, right? Something like I that. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. It's I been a while. Listening to her a lot too. So. Yeah. Who, who, who is the author there? Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins. Yes. Was that who wrote that book? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So Mel, male or female? Female. I mean, does she have her own podcast? Yes, she does. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you yeah. listen to is a lot of her stuff then. Right. Gotcha. I need to revisit that. I, when you said the title of that book, I remember having a really good impression of it. And I think it kind of shaped me more than I even remember because I tend to do that. Like I'm not right. going to spend a week diving in. And this is especially true. Like I'll involve my wife very quickly and she needs very little information. 
to have a strong opinion if people are involved that she knows, yeah. right? She just can read people. And I think right. that's part of the female intuition too. So if I've got her input and she knows the people involved and I've processed it for just a short period of time, I'm going to, you know, I'm good to go and I'm going to stand by my decision and let's go. It's not always perfect decision, but I'm right more than I'm wrong. It reminds me a lot of the SAT tests when you take, you know, the standard tests and they'd say, don't change your answer. Typically, if you're changing your answer, you're switching it to the wrong one. Go with what you thought the first time and move on, right? It's that kind of approach to life almost. Right. Which is always second guessing yourself. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that was a good question. Anything else on your guys' mind as far as questions for me or tips for the community, the listeners? I always enjoy this segment because it's kind of wide open. We could go wherever you want to go. Or this has been a great episode. And I think we've really wow. encouraged a lot of folks and we, we can start to land the plane here, but it's your call. Um, I do have a tip that you, you maybe have mentioned this before, but I just wanted to let you know where it has developed into what it has developed into. You have always said, don't trust Keepa exclusively if it's a fast selling ASIN. Just yeah. test a few. Mm-hmm. I flipped six items it's a grocery item i sent in six just kept going selling really well and i was they were selling them for eight and i was selling them for 12. so kind of quite a bit higher but it has developed to the point where i'm now ordering that product on a pallet it just i've made a bundle out of it i found other sizes so i just want to encourage people that you should test. You should always test, um, especially those fast-moving ones, because it really did develop into something I, I never saw this coming. That is a great tip. Uh, I want to dive a little more into the specifics of that because it reinforces something that I say I say so often. I think sometimes there's a resistance and a hesitance. We're like, okay, you're telling us to, to use Keep as our decision-making tool. Now you're telling me if it's a fast mover, I can ignore the Keep a buy box data. Right. And sell it for higher than that. And I say it all the time that you've got a great case study. So talk me through those numbers just a little bit. Again, how many times a month does Keepa say this product is dropping? Um, at the time, it was between 60, 70 drops mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. And they, I know some of these grocery sellers, and I know they're the big guys. Everybody calls them, you know, you kind of get to know your other sellers. Right. So. I do sometimes think I can't compete with their buying power and you do move on or you, you're tempted to move on. So yeah, I just decided after hearing one of your podcasts, what six of them, what is it was their, I think they're 225 a piece. So not a lot of risk. And I went ahead and did it. And then I started um, searching that product on Amazon and I love that include out of stock button on the side there. Yeah. So lo and behold, there were other listings from this product that were out of stock. So then I listed on those and then I made a bundle and that started selling well. So now I got to the point where I'm comfortable calling the wholesaler saying, I'm ready to go all in on this product. Place larger orders because you're multiple ASINs. There's a couple golden nuggets in there, Don where I'm going to encourage whoever's listening to this right now, kind of dipping their toe into replans to rewind about two and a half, three minutes and listen to what we're both saying again, because there's gold here. And I'll stick a link in the show notes as well to the episode where I really describe why you can ignore the buy box entirely 
if it's a fast moving product. Because yeah. what Don's just told us is most sellers are bouncing around the eight, nine dollars a unit, and that's where it's flying off the shelf at that price. Not a lot of profit there for anybody. That's where most sellers are looking at Keepa and saying, oh, look, this sells eight, eight dollars or so over and over again. I can't make any money. So they move on. But Don learned the lesson that, hey, if it's selling fast enough, that means there's probably not enough of it in some of the 200 warehouses around the United States. And there's going to be people who are willing to pay more than typical buy box price. So she sent in a few, they flew off the shelf. She sent in a few more. So well, she found some other ASINs, including the out of stock ASINs, which I love. We don't mention that often enough around here, but right on Amazon as a shopper, you can go in no special tools needed and just say, Hey, I want to see all the results that include not in stock currently listings. I might be willing to, to wait till it is in stock. And you can look at those on Keepa sometimes and go, wow, this thing was on fire until it went out of stock. I bet if I send a couple test units in, I could make this thing catch fire again. You can find it on Keepa as well or just searching on Amazon. That's awesome. So how many ASINs are you on now with this particular product? Four. Two of them now. I did just make this week, I just made another bundle using another product. And you're so creating your own ASINs too out of it because it's a hot product. That's how right. these concepts stack. I love that you brought this up. Thank you so much. Because when you find these hot underserved ASINs, as evidenced by, oh, some of these ASINs have gone out of stock even, and people just can't get to them and serve them well. It's it's high demand. Perfect place to go build a creative bundle based around that brand and get your own listing on fire. Yep. That's beautiful. I love it. Great, great strategy tip there. Thanks for bringing that one up. Super. And like and, I said, I'll, I'll stick a link to the show in the show notes to uh, the episode. I can't remember off the top of my head, the ignore the buy box episode that really dives into that concept because Amazon isn't one big warehouse that everybody shops out of. It's 200 warehouses spread out across the country. And if it's a fast moving product, product at any given time, some of those warehouses don't have enough inventory. People want it fast. They want it now. They want to prime now on their porch in two hours. There's only one warehouse they can shop out of. And if that's where your product right. is sitting, it's going to bounce out at a nice margin. Yeah. An easy product. way for people to bundle maybe is another thing that you see when you hit that out of stock button, you'll see listings that people are not selling on anymore, but the brand field says generic. And that, if you have your unique item, that's a perfect opportunity to take that listing and just recreate it with your, assuming it looked good when it was selling, you have to vet the yeah. product. Yeah, but a you know, successful bundle that's no longer being sold. You recreate it with your own unique item. Great strategy tip for finding underserved bundles. Yeah, playing around on, with the out of stock button is an underappreciated strategy that anyone can and should be using for research. That's, yeah, a couple of great tips. Yeah. Well, very good, guys. Well, great episode. I've got a bit of a, a hard stop coming at me here. Not, I and mean, we've got a little bit of time if you need it, but but I, I think we've put together more than a money's worth today for the listeners as far as tips and strategies and encouragement. And you guys have been a delight to get to know a little bit. And uh, you, you reminded me when we started the episode today, you were the two that were buzzing around Columbus on your scooters at the last event, waving from across the street. So I, I totally remember that. Uh, it's great seeing you guys there. Hope to see you again in Orlando in May if the schedules will allow. And again, just speaking from the heart, a couple of true warriors. You guys have been through the grinder. We easily could have spent significant time on this. Like, what's the reality of coming through a season of just chaos and loss and the impact on your friendship and on your business and your families? Kudos to you guys on 
it sounds like you stayed close to God. You stayed close to each other. You surrounded yourself with the people that you love, that love you, and and you're coming through it. And uh, not without some battle scars, but here you are, encouraging yeah. others and, and still in the game, building a beautiful business. So congratulations, yeah. guys. You're my kind of people. <laughs> a fun business, and it's it's great to have a community like yours. It really is. I I go to Facebook often with questions yet, and yeah, so I do think that there's a wealth of information, and we have the pack. And I think the hardest part about pack is focusing. So so much good opportunities. So yeah, yep. Get good at one before you move on to the next one. Has yeah, been a, bolt right. don't bounce, as we've said around here for years, right? You want to bolt things down before you go try adding new strategies onto this machine you're building. <laughs> yeah, because when you're marketing a new strategy, it does kind of get you excited and you want to jump into that one. And so it does take some discipline to just stay the course, finish what you're doing. So Yeah, and, and I, we answer, I, the question comes up frequently around here. It's like, I can't do all the things that, that you're excited about teaching and that you're talking about doing. And like, no, please don't. It's the same question we give to people who say, how long does it take to complete the proven Amazon course? Like, you'll never like complete that. it. <laughs> yeah. It's just in-time information. It helps you get to that next step. And it, you're always building systems and then trying to set them in place with good people and then step back and, and build a new system that tacks on nicely to that one, multiple streams of income. But it's not chaos. If it ever feels like chaos, you're doing it wrong. If it ever feels like you're bouncing from shiny object to shiny object, you're doing it wrong. There's a level of discipline and focus that's required. Absolutely. And just because we're excited about it and you know, the listeners today, like, wow, these guys are doing branded bundles. I'm going to drop everything I'm doing change my whole life around, drop all the connections and relationships and profitable ASINs I'm selling against now, and I'm going to go all in with that instead. Like, no, we we didn't encourage that today. There was a progression here. There was a journey here. There was, you know, there were scanning barcodes and figuring this thing out and tried a few books. And I love the trajectory. That's a beautiful, yeah. you know, that's a beautiful path that you guys laid out. That's how it's yeah. supposed to work. There's we no can't help but scan barcodes now and then. Like right. Oh, I, I was completely 100% true story. My son helped me unload 90, no, how many units? Yeah, 90 units this morning out of the back of my car as I dropped him off at the warehouse. I was yeah. going into Walmart to pick up a prescription for something that our family needed from the doctor. And they've got a few stuff sitting out, you know, when you first walk in clearance. And I was like, that's interesting. Scan the barcode. Holy cow. Oh, look at these. Oh, yeah, good. So I just like went to the manager, asked for a discount. They didn't give it to me. Oh. Filled up a whole shopping cart with 90 units of a product that we might have to wait till spring to flip it. But it was about, it, instead of being like $5 a unit, it was about a dollar a unit. And it was something that's going to sell for, you know, $10, $12 a unit. So I, I loaded oh, up about three four $400 net. <laughs> it took me an extra half an hour, but I'm like, yeah, three 400 bucks for half an hour of my time. Sure thing. Took it down to the warehouse. I, I don't walk past, I'm not going to walk past this no. pile of $20 bills. No way. You'll never get to the point where it's boring to 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 see a great deal laying right under your nose, right? Yeah. The beauty of this, you can flip stuff from anywhere. Yeah. Do you have any? Would you share your numbers? Um, do you have any qualms about you know sharing no. the numbers that guys? I, I would. Our goal. Good? I would love to hit a million. If we have a really good Q4, that's possible for us. And it's all 100% replans. We're getting into bundles. We've got several bundles on the cusp of 
launching, realistically, we'll pretty easily hit 800 to 850. But I think we could kill it and, and maybe get significantly more than that for the year. On um, um, that's my Amazon account that I do almost no work with. Right, right. No work with, uh, because I've got a team. I've got the team consists of uh, my mom, my son Ty, who's in there all the time. He actually was on a panel at the last conference. I was so proud of him. He's got some special needs and some speech issues, but man, he is a workhorse. And he could run the whole operation himself. Uh, so I've got my mom, my aunt, my son, and then a couple who run uh, the food pantry, the church we attend. That's their true passion. So anything that doesn't sell on our Amazon account, they just box it up. And, you know, rather than, you know, trying to get a quarter each at a yard sale in the spring, it's like, hey, let's just donate, give it away to the, so they take a lot of our stuff out of our warehouse. And it's a prep center as well. So okay. that's net positive. I'm not sure what our profit is. It's not a lot of money, but we've got a good handful of clients, fewer than 10 clients. I'm not sure how many we have right now. And that's a net positive profit that kind of justifies having the space that we do when we need a new client it's pretty easy to find one as any good prep center is just finding clients like crazy so we've kind of filled up our ex excess space there but yeah just my personal amazon account that's where we'll be somewhere between 700 and a million for the year is pretty pretty reasonable depending on how q4 goes i mean q4 could be it really could be huge for us this year so that's about where we're at. But I've got a lot of irons in the fire. When I say multiple income streams, I mean it, right? Yes. yes. Coaching, consulting, courses, masterminds, books, this podcast, which means advertisers and sponsors, the events, uh, the newsletter, the managing the team that manages the coaches. Just over the years, I've bolted down a lot of different systems. And uh, then I get to do the stuff that only I can do and put good people in, in place. And so overall, yeah, we're talking several million dollar operation. We'd like to make it bigger, but it's a, you know, it's a multiple seven figure operation. And uh, I'm pretty proud of the fact I haven't given myself a raise in about six years. Just, I love what I do. We've got everything we need and just pouring it all back into the business. Yeah. Yep. It's got some great content. So we're I so really appreciate Yep. We're so happy to have met you and, and yeah, we're blessed by this community. So Thank you. Well, really hoping the schedule works out to see you guys in May. That'd be awesome. We're looking to get the whole community back together again. And I'm thinking we're expecting, we had about 600 plus, maybe 650 there last year. I think we'll hit seven, 750 this year, maybe of a, a business building warriors from around the world. Internationally travels kind of opened back up again. So it was great to see some people from all over the place. Love to see you guys down there in May, but but if not, yeah, keep enjoying the community. Thanks for pouring back into it. And thanks for all your time today. You know, you guys could have done a lot of things with the hour, but you chose to pour into the lives of the listeners to this show. And I really, really appreciate that, guys. If I can be of any service at all, please reach out, okay? Okay. All right. And well, let me talk to the listeners for just a second and thank everybody who hung in there for this episode today and listened to the content. Man, we love business building warriors and we love just hanging out, chatting. We wish you could have interacted with you because you probably have more questions or you want to ask them some questions. Let me just give you a tip. Get into our Facebook group. There's 74,000 of us in a free Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can join at no cost. See, we're coming up on 2,000 success posts 
that can encourage you and show you, hey, this stuff works, along with a whole bunch of other people talking about their very real struggles and challenges and the things they're trying to overcome right now. We support each other. We have an abundance mindset, which means there's plenty of success to go around. Anyone can have as much success as they want from this business. We love seeing each other succeed. So come join us, come hang out. But thanks for listening. We'll have another great interview or episode for you very soon. Until then, God bless all the business building warriors. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.